Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Sassy Seppi, and you are listening to the Oversell Podcast. And if you turn that dial, I'll make you kiss my sass. It is episode 26, and we are talking about all things professional wrestling and then talking to Andrew Palmer of SBW. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And we're here to talk a little professional wrestling. The gang is back and we are better than ever. Yes. Missed you guys last week. Big shout out to Josh McLean for joining me and talking a little wrestling in you guys' absence, but miss my guys. Thanks for thanks to Josh for stepping in. Uh, very interesting show last week. <laughs> <laughs> having, uh, having your guests sing your intro music yeah. is a nice touch to the show I oh think. yeah but <laughs> big thanks out to josh be sure you're listening to him on ko radio him and eric wayne on the local x app and download josh's album download go find his band's album uh plenty of projects for you to catch up on josh mcclain oh yeah guys yes wwe is in a stink right now a big stink and one thing i wanted to talk about tonight um what are some of the things we think they can do to kind of get them out of this funk. Okay. Um, the first thing, I think, it, it, there's. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Raw is too long. Three. I'll I'll agree with you there. Three hours is just too much. Plus, you have you if you want to watch NXT, that's four hours. SmackDown, that's uh, six hours. Plus, any other thing you may want to watch on the network. I mean. Yeah. It's if if there's a pay per view, that's another three hours or four, depending on or, the pay per view. Right. Um, but they need to worry not so much about having more time, but having quality time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I w I would say, yeah, I, I think really they could cut out and I, I, I think they put too much emphasis on the segments a lot of time. Yeah. They could cut out a lot of the segments and add to the wrestling matches easy. Yes. Yes. But. You know they're all into the drama and everything. They they're they're a man's soap opera. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they have to have that soap opera part. But I feel like they overdo it a lot. And you know that moves on to something else. <clears throat> I think they should stop doing is those backstage skits or what have you, where they're not looking at the camera. They don't even acknowledge the camera's there. Right. Because they have this whole thing like. Well, on television shows and movies, they don't look in the camera. Well, this is different. You are yeah, but you then you you come back from a commercial break and you got to interview guys standing right there in front of the camera, acknowledging the camera, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and kind of stupid. Some other small things, <laughs> but like the interview guy never says back to you guys, back to you Byron, back to you Michael, back to you Cole. Which another point, get rid of Byron Saxton. <laughs> I hate him on commentary. Yeah, 
I I hate comment the commentary that they have going right now. Bring Corey Graves in to do Corey. Uh, Corey Graves amazing. should be on main roster commentary right now. He is doing a tremendous job in NXT. He talks about the match. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Right. Not not you, about you, the next no. match coming up. And you or, don't have to talk about little inside jokes with your pal that's sitting next to you there in yeah. the commentary booth or any shit like that. Right. Just talk about the damn match. Get the match over. That's, that's you're a, there to help get the match over and to talk about what's going on in the ring. Instead, you got you got JBL and Michael Cole and they're palling around and doing inside jokes to one another. Right. I hate that. Yeah. Um. Uh, and uh, it's just. They, it's, it's bad commentary, bad writing. Yeah, it's a combination of three different, three it's or four thing. different things. Cut know? it down to eight writers, mm-hmm. ten writers at max. Ten and writers, the, a booker, and a couple agents. Does don't, anybody here think that this Kane storyline is going to go anywhere it, past the next pay per view? This is this is it's t- it, this should have throwaway this stuff. Sh- this should have happened already. Yeah, we're we're way past where this should be. We're, it's throwaway stuff. Right. It's, it's basically. It's basically it's basically saying we're in a holding pattern until the next major pay per view, right? That's basically yeah. all you're telling everybody at this point because that's basically any time you throw Kane into the mix, yeah, the title's not going to change hands. No, it's just filler. It's just filller. You and, know? and and and, it, and that go, and that just doesn't go for the main or the world heavyweight title. And I tell you, the I tell IC you, right? title's filler <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I tell you, it's something that would shock the shit out of me if Kane did win the title. <laughs> Honestly, that I mean, I know we're not predictions yet because that's still you know two weeks away, really. But that's what I'm hoping happens. Kane wins, then that's a way for Sheamus to cash in, and it doesn't hurt. Yeah, you know, Rollins very, or whatever. I very sincerely hope that Kane does win. I know it won't happen. Oh, no. it hasn't happened in ten, fifteen years. You know, because I mean, the guy when he came in, he was a monster. He was an unbeatable monster. Yeah. You know, even when teaming with X-Pac, he was an unbeatable monster. And over the years, they've watered him down so much that it's just not believable that he can go out there and destroy anybody anymore. I am entertained by his quick switches between, you know, But it's a a recycled storyline just from TNA, you know, with Abyss. Most everything is nowadays, though. Yeah. Uh, And it's not just the World Heavyweight title, but the IC title. Like do we, right now at the point are we at the point now where we care about Ryback? No. I mean, a- and who his opponent is? No, I, mean, I I like Ryback, don't get me wrong. I like I like the character and I like the, you know, God, his physique is just massive. Dude, you know, probably eats a box of Captain Crunch a day. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he always he he's always looks like he's having fun. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. when you see him at a live event. Yeah, I mean, he's, and I, he's I, having a blast. And that's just that's what's awesome about you know Ryback and everything. You know, and I don't know. Maybe it's just the opponents they've given him to where that character really can't develop. You mm. know. Um, I mean, I think I think putting Miz and Big Show in the mix there, I, I don't think either one of us really thought that any one of us thought that was going anywhere. You know, right? Um, I I would have thought maybe you know, uh, freaking Miz would have taken the title off of him if anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? Because I thought you know, okay, Miz, they're putting they're trying to put Miz back in the mix in something. You know, give him the IC title and then you know. You know, start bringing in opponents from NXT or something like that. You know, it was what I thought. 
but they went a completely different direction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and then, you and, know, and Kevin Owens and everything, I, you know. And I don't want this to be a complete, we're bashing the WWE, because they have stuff that's actually working, too. Oh, yeah. Like, more New Day. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Day in the main event. Yes. You got Hell in a Cell. Why not have, like, a big six-man tag match main mm. event instead of Seth Rollins and Kane? Yep. Because I think that would be entertaining. I think it would be a great show. <laughs> I like what they're doing with Dolph Ziggler. That looks like they're finally kind of turning him into a heel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. And they're finally ending that oh, thank Ziggler Rusev thing. Thank, <laughs> see, they're, at least they're it, doing be, something right. Because it got leaked that you know Rusev and Lana actually got engaged. And, yeah, and, I'm sure and, Vince was pissed about yeah, that. Yeah, oh, he was. Vince was he pissed was. about that. I did see that on uh, a couple well, a couple of different places. Yeah. And, well, you know, he tried to break them up a long time ago. Oh yeah. Because he, that's why he, he doesn't think Ziggler, uh, yeah. He doesn't think a girl like Lana would go out with. A guy like Rusev. Well, whatever. Like, hey, man, ugly, <laughs> ugly dudes get the best chicks. That's why I have a beautiful wife. Hey, live in Nashville, just up the road from us. Let's yeah. go ask them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> road trip. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of people complain about the way Seth Rollins is booked as the champion right now. I really don't have a problem with it. He's a I don't have deal. a problem with it mm. at all. I mean, he's going. He's there are the occasional weird finishes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he's really coming out and you People, know doing a right. He's doing a heat. champion's job of you know getting heat behind him and everything and whatever he needs to do. You know he's 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 going out there. It's not like he's pulling punches or anything. You know he's he's going a hundred percent every time you see him. Mm-hmm. So I mean and, you know and also you say you have this divas revolution. I don't think there really has been a no. revolution yet. It's stalled. It's it's you got to start giving the ladies their own characters. Mm-hmm. Break them off from these factions. I want to see Sasha Banks fighting for the uh, Divas title. I want to see. I, I want to see a four-way match between Charlotte, Sasha, Paige, and Becky. Uh, and Becky. Yeah, because I think that would tear the house down. Oh yeah. Um, Natty's back though. Yeah, I guess that's a positive. I mean, she's getting something. It's been about six years. But yeah, yeah six back. years too late. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just. You know, ratings. I think were this was this last Raw was one of the lowest rated episodes ever. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of that has to do with Monday Night Football too. Right. That that only goes so far though. If I guarantee you, in the Attitude Era, <laughs> I guarantee you, in the Attitude Era on Monday nights, Raw more people were watching Raw than there were Monday Night Football. I just I just had this thing in my head. It was like I I know y'all heard me laughing just a second ago. It was like, you know, up. Oh, we're up against Monday Night Football. Time to bring in Kane. Uh, <laughs> sadly, it kind of looks that you way. Know, uh, you know, just, it's, a, it's a bad way of looking at it, but at the same time, it's like, yep. And uh, what are they going to do with, uh, you know, Cena's supposed to be taking time off. Yeah. How do they fill his role? Well, from what I understand, it, Ziggler's supposed to be getting that U.S. title. Yep. Okay, but still... Um, who get, some, would get some heat on Ziggler, man. Use I'm, the opportunity to get some heat on Ziggler. But at the same time, you got to think. You got three heel champions then. Yeah. Yeah. I and I because th- I also think Owen Kevin Owens should be the Intercontinental Title mm-hmm. champion. It's a good thing he is then. Is he? Yes. Yeah. What, where have I been? 
Uh, you, I, I don't, don't know. know, man. Don't, you you're, been sure you didn't, you're sure you didn't go to Florida last week? <laughs> I, I may have. But... You've been doing shows with other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I what don't get that, for doing a man, show with a comedian, I, I man. I feel stupid now. But, but um, because <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like, the way you were going with the the whole Ryback yeah, thing, talking about that, and I was um, like, you know, I'm, you, you I'm changed living, it real quick. So I'm living. I'm, I'm living two months ago. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. My yeah. bad, guys. But Please. yeah, Kevin Owens is just the thing that bothers me about it. They've already announced that him and Ryback are going to have a match at Hell in a Cell, but I don't think they've had any interaction since their last match. I mean, nothing at all. And Kevin Owens is just wrestling like the Lucha Dragons in singles matches, right? And they're not doing anything to to sell this match again. George in the chat room says, let Ambrose fill the scene avoid. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with uh, that. He absolutely should. I think he could. Uh, let, let Ambrose have the IC title. I I would say Ambrose and Ziggler in a feud for the U.S. title. That's just me. That'd be nice. I think that'd be a good feud. I think those guys would work well together. At the, you I, know? Yeah, I'd like and, to see and that. i tell you what else I'd like to see to fill the void with Cena. More Kane? NXT and <laughs> another a new NXT invasion. Balor, yeah. Joe, Breeze, and Corbin come up and start, you know, taking out guys just left something. and right. Yeah, yeah just uh, uh, and book it right. You know, don't have them face John Cena and John Cena double get double DDT, then come in and make the save or whatever. You know. Yeah. I think they have the. We'll see Cena back at Royal Rumble. Bring in the Balor Club. That's right. If that they did that stable, you know, the NXT Invasion could be the new Balor Club. You know, can play off the Bullet Club, right, right. But that—that's just one thing I'd—I'd I'd like to see it. I think I think those at least three of those four guys I named: Balor, I think could go up to the main roster and be all right. Joe, I know he would be a lot. Oh God, right. oh, yeah. yeah, Joe. Um, I think it's time for Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. It's been time for Tyler Breeze. And I even think Baron Corbin, just in that silent enforcer for the stable role, he doesn't have to be a mic. He just goes has to go out there and whoop somebody's ass. You know, like. Just it would be a great role for all four of those guys, and bring back Carlito. Bring back Kurt Angle. <laughs> you know, get get yeah. Bring you got to bring. I would Kurt, love. Kurt I would Angle. love one more Kurt Angle run. Oh god, we all I think. But what I've read over the last couple of years, it's WWE just doesn't really have much. Interest they don't in have him. any interest in him at all. No. Well, I think they. But I think it. I it's think his, it has. It's to his do. problems that he's. Well, I mean, I think it has to do with the money that he wants and the schedule that he wants. Yeah. Well, that may have something to do with it, but which you know, you know they lowball Carlito too because oh, he yeah. threw their he threw that first offer back. Uh, George wants Cena to come back as a heel. You know, imagine people turning in to see like John Cena's a heel now. Uh, they don't. They don't have to Mer- turn John the, Cena heel. He's 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 in the yeah, all he's, he's got to do is look in the camera and smile and people boo. Yeah, he's already right. a heel. All, right. <laughs> all he has to do is cut one Cub Scout promo and yeah, you know. But it would be great to actually see him as heel again. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Would he go back to the Doctor Thugonomics or whatever? He, I wouldn't mind that, but he didn't even have to do that. I mean, he could just stay as he is, but be heel, and it would just be so. Then the, nice. Just so to then, see that so change. then the cheer the the kids would cheer for him. Or wouldn't cheer for him, but yet everyone everybody over the else age, would. A, a, yeah. Everyone over the age of eighteen would go back to yeah. hitting everybody with that big giant chain on <laughs> yes. padlock on with it. The padlock. Hey, oh yeah. Hey, you bring back a, a spinner belt, and I will boo you until there's <laughs> no <tomorrow. laughs> Hated that damn belt. <laughs> How about that rated R one where the R spinned? Yeah, I like that, that, that one. That yeah. <laughs> spinner belts, toys are not good championships no. to me. So. I like how that came and went with the uh, 
the spinner rims too though i mean like as soon as they got rid of the spinner rims and they weren't cool anymore that title stayed still yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you remember the miz when he was like debuting a new title and it was just that belt with the w turned upside down yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it was great i like how whenever he comes out with the microphone it's he has it upside down so it's yeah. still the m yeah that's mm-hmm. a- and he still it's has nice the, touch. that Iman look, too, which he needs to <laughs> get rid of that, too. <laughs> hey, uh, George, we've been talking about in the chat room, um, anything else you wanted to say about maybe um, what WWE could do to improve their product? I know you already said uh, put Sasha in a main stage and she'll shine. We all, we, we, <laughs> you know, I, Sasha's the best, we, one of the best wrestlers on the roster. She's, she's the most over, definitely. Yeah, that match, did y'all get to see NXT TakeOver Respect? I got to see clips of it in the end. Yeah. That Sasha, I didn't think you could top it. Their first match, mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey fucking broke it down. Wow! Mm. So, did you hear what the the heel thing that Sasha did? Mm-mm. She went up, you know, Izzy, the little yeah, 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 yeah. She had one of those things that like Bella has on the hair things. Mm-hmm. Took it off her head, put it on her own head, got in the ring, started crying like a little baby. Took it off and then threw it, and it hit the dad in the head. Oh, and the, like. <laughs> Me and Josh talked about it last week. You, Izzy started crying. She started bawling. I mean, the tears were flowing. You, your first thought when you see Izzy crying is, that that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but um, after the match, they uh, Sasha they gave Sasha and Bailey flowers. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Bouquet. I saw that part. Sasha gave hers to Izzy. Gave her a little fist bump. You know, it's pretty much saying. Yeah, you know we're cool. I I bet you if they didn't, did something Izzy like have that, a sign after that? Saying, yeah, you should have took my headband, Sasha. Well, no, she said next time you want my headband, you can just ask. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you they probably told the parents like, hey, this is gonna happen, right? Because like I think if you saw the mom, she was kind of she kind of had to hide her. She was like, yeah. <laughs> like if it was my kid and she got something snatched off her head by some ratchet bitch. Yeah. <laughs> There was there was a there was a guy at the wildfire show that I went to uh, a few months ago, and somebody he had a cowboy hat on, and somebody took his cowboy hat off and was you know wearing it in the ring and stuff, and he didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was he looked like he was fixing to start racing some hell about that cowboy hat, uh, getting his cowboy hat yeah. back. And I was just like, oh, y'all better give that cowboy hat hat back there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a lawsuit, you know. Hey, speaking of Wildfire Wrestling, October 29th, they're going to have their big Halloween show. Yep. Um, be sure to check it out. It's going to be at Woodland Hills out there on Houston Levy. Very, very nice venue. Yes. Um, and it's got some great workers, I think. Dustin mm-hmm. Starr is going to be there. There's no excuse to miss this show. Precious. It's a very nice, vi- very nice venue. Awesome talent. No reason to miss this. George's recommendation to improve the current product, stop building major storyline around guys over 40. You got a lot of young talent on the roster. What do you mean, brother? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and they're trying to build towards this big WrestleMania 32 show. And getting shows, having shows like this, that's not the best way to do it. I mean, you can't just rely on what you're going to be doing from the Royal, from the Royal Rumble on to WrestleMania. You got to start now. Yeah. You got to start at the latest Survivor Series. You you better start pushing to what you want at WrestleMania. You need to at least tease it. Right. You know? Right. Tease it. To where and it's usually like, by now they're doing something to get you hyped for Survivor Series. Yeah. Right. Now, this Hell in a Cell build is just not good. It All it is is it's another Brock Undertaker match. Yeah. That's the whole card yeah. is that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have high expectations for Seth Rollins and Kane. 
Um, <laughs> but but I, I, it bothers me how they're like, you know, their first match, you know, at WrestleMania, and they're excluding the entire feud that they had back in like 2003 right. or whatever when they've already had their Hell in a Cell match. Yep. And it's like, no, never happened. This is the first time they've yeah, ever done anything. Just like, oh, just yeah. like Triple H and The Undertaker didn't happen back, way back when. He's already, beat yeah. him, he's already beat him like twice in a Hell in a Cell match. He's already beat Undertaker twice in a Hell in a yeah. Cell match. And like, <laughs> at the time, Undertaker had the, he like injured Undertaker, and Undertaker had the cast on his hand. Yeah. He was using that as a weapon. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by SPW's own Andrew Palmer. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and joining us now is SPW (laughs) superstar, Andrew Palmer. Andrew, thank you for coming on the show, man. We really do appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me, but I, you said superstar. Like I, I literally did like a double take to nothing here. Kind of looking around, like, wait, what? But yeah. no, that that's very sweet. And I'm happy to be here. Very, very, very happy to be here. Actually. Now, just before we went on the air, we were talking about uh, Emma and her cooking commercial, and uh, you and Mike are like. <laughs> You're you know, connected just, at the hip now. You're connected <laughs> at the hip now, and uh, we—that's—that's that's awesome. <laughs> I was—I was trying to go into like a story, but I was like, we got to start recording because this is going to be hilarious. But like, <laughs> I don't I to be—it's—it's it's like I said, uh, and I hate to cut you off, but I mean, I've got to get this thought. Like, I. I love cooking, but I'm not a good chef, like, in the slightest, which is extremely ironic if you know my cavalcade of characters includes a chef. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really bad, <laughs> really, really bad at cooking. I mean, I've got, like, three dishes, and Emma is just great. Like, I think she's so underutilized and has a lot of real good potential that could be utilized in a lot of different areas. You know, so, freaking, I mean, you got cooking. Freaking yes, hilarious because, Emma. like, the yes. guys. Okay. <laughs> This is this is just so hilarious to me because this is like Emma strikes a chord apparently with like a lot of the male fandom, you know, for WWE, which I think is hilarious. But what is it? Is it her Australian accent? That because, definitely I, adds to it. Okay, that explains a lot. It, look, <laughs> it, it's a hot chick with an accent. She can wrestle and she cooks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of accents either male or female i think the accents are really really great which again ironic i try to practice a non-regional diction so it's it's kind of cool though that that i enjoy accents so much i'm a really complex guy like and I, again i'm really confused as to why you want to be on here but man this is going to be a, a showcase and strange <laughs> <laughs> well you know part of it is um i really enjoyed Watching you wrestle out there when um, I went up with Dan for the SPW show, I thought you put on a great match. You're <laughs> extremely agile for a guy of your size. That uh, I saw you do a spinning heel kick that looked as good yeah. as some um, cruiser weights that I've seen throw. And other than that, oh. like you're really, you're just a really cool guy. And I wanted to talk to you about wrestling. You know, you talked to me pretty much the whole show except when you had your match. And man, how'd yeah, you get started? Yeah. What what got you into wrestling? Okay. Um. It's a very specific night. Uh, I remember it was, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher the date, but it was December 20-something of 1998. I was watching uh, 
watching WCW Nitro with some cousins of mine at my grandmother's after Christmas, and I was just like, what is this nonsense? And literally, I, I think the first, very first thing I saw was the just epic Ric Flair promo where he just went just absolutely bonkers, took all his clothes off, started like throwing shoes and helping yeah. drop his jacket, handcuffs himself, and was just like, I going home! And then like, takes his pants off, and I was just like, okay. Uh, so every Monday night this happens, yes? And Justin's <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So what else happened? I've seen so that video. Thing, like, I've seen that video you're making the rounds on Facebook lately, and it was like, took four scoops yeah. of pre-workout. Don't know yeah. what happened next. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, but the, I mean, the next thing was Booker T. And, uh, I mean, Booker's great. He's, he's fabulous. Awesome worker. I mean, in every single aspect of the game, he's got it on, you know, on lock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think after that we had a cruiserweight match, and then we had some Kevin Nash. And I mean, at that point, I was just like, "Can it be Monday again, please?" And I loved it, man. So every every bit of wrestling I could absorb or talk about or read about, I'm a big reader. So like, I loved the the PWI Almanac as a kid. Like, I remember thinking that Too Cold Scorpio was probably the coolest wrestler in the whole world, just because <laughs> he had the coolest name in the world. Like, yeah. I had no idea he was this he was this awesome black dude that did flippies and like chain wrestled your face off, kicked your kicked your teeth out. Like I had no clue who he was until I was maybe fourteen or fifteen, but like eight year old Drew was like, When too cold Scorpio goes hard, man, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. So for sure. <laughs> so were you strictly a WCW fan back in the day or did you kind of flip back and forth between WWF and WCW? Well, um I I flipped back and forth. Um uh my whole life, I've kind of been, like, very faith-oriented. Like, I've grown up in the church, you know. And, and so my parents, they, they weren't a big they weren't big fans of the Attitude Era. They didn't like all the nudity and the suck it and the stone cold and stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't really allowed to watch. But then once I kind of grew up and I got to be kind of a smooth negotiator, I would tell my dad, you know, well, I need to know what's out in the world, you know, so that I can not do that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, of course yeah. Then, so, of course, then, you know, I – I started watching Raw, and, uh, you know, once WWE went out of business. And then came the WWE Network, and you could go back and watch everything that you missed before, and you were like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's almost verbatim, actually, my conversations with myself. Like, I'll be like, Starcade 98. Starcade 98 will come on, and then I'll just feel like, you know, like, (laughs) this is a good day, man. But, but yeah, I mean, it's. I, I love it all, really. Like, there's there's some really, really old school stuff I haven't watched. But, I mean, anything I can watch, I love to watch. Because, you know, there's something good about everything. Right. Um, now, you mentioned Ric Flair and Booker T. Were there any other guys that stood out, like, and when they were on TV, you know, you were going to be sure you are glued in front Bro. of it and you would not miss? Was there any <laughs> specific guys like Bro. that? A1, like, the number one bro, Kevin Nash. Like, Pat, I... Dan, Dan is Dan is with you, and Dan has known me for a couple of years now. Say for a minute, uh-huh. and um, I'm sure he's heard like the ribs with Kevin Nash and me. Like I, I love Kevin Nash. It's it's so weird, and I mean I'm such a mark, and I don't care right now, but he's awesome. Like. I, 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 I mean, I, I could try to tell you why, but I just, I don't know. And, it's you know, awesome. I, I always was a big fan of Kevin Nash, you know. And then, <laughs> I mean, like, even his attitude, his nonchalant attitude of the business and everything is like, you know, I was, he, 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 he told it straight up in his Hall of Fame speech. I'm in it to make money. I'm not in it to be famous. I'm not in it to do nothing else. I'm in it, I was in it to make money. You know, and, and he yeah. was tell, he was straight up telling the truth. You know, <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> this good guy, on the man. freaking I mean, like 
tell the truth, you know? <laughs> For sure, man. Absolutely, dude. I, I think that that's a great point because, I mean, it's just like you said, you know, his, his, his attitude is so just, it's refreshing because, you know, and again, this is going to be really ironic coming for me trying to be really, uh, you know, I try to be really down to earth about a lot of things and try to, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm just a guy who's trying to have fun and live a dream, you know, make a little money while I'm at it. Let's, I mean, let's be real about it though. So I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> and anytime you're, anytime you're, uh, in a show and Andrew Palmer is there, be sure. You stop by the Andrew Palmer merchandise table. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you for getting that plug in. Man. I would have felt like such a schmo to be like, uh, I'm show them, please, for real, buy a cheese that shirt, come and ho- you know, holler at me. At least, that's one thing, though. Like, even if you don't buy something, if you're going to pay the money to come and be at a show and I'm there trying to interact, like you're really disservicing yourself to not, and not just me. Like I'm not saying like oh, Andrew Palmer's the best. Like what are you doing? But like <laughs> any, any wrestler, any any you know any booth, any table that's there, I recommend going up and interacting. You're paying the money, and this is just like okay. Again, let's let's use cooking. It would be like if you're gonna make a dish and you're not gonna season it. It's yeah. like okay, yeah, it's gonna you're gonna get it done, but you have all this extra stuff that can make it so much better. Why are you not using that? Right. That's that's an awesome point. That's an awesome point. And, I mean, you know, people don't realize, you know, before any of these guys got to WWE, 75% of them these days came from the indies. You know, they worked, they, they worked their way up the ladder in the indies and everything and got noticed and everything. And some of them were actually told, you know, during a WWE tryout prior, hey, go out on the indies, make a name for yourself, and come back. And they did exactly that. So, I mean, you know. You may go to an indie show, get an autograph of a guy who you'll see on WWE in five years. You know, you never know. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think that's a great way to – and, and, I mean, that's whenever I was a kid. You know, I remember wanting to go to all the local shows because, you know, I didn't know those guys, but I wanted to know those guys. And then, you know, you, you move on down the road and you find out ten years later, oh, uh, you know that guy that I saw in Jackson, Tennessee? Yeah, he's definitely working for the Fed now. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. So uh, who who helped train you? Training. Uh, training is kind of a kind of a fun subject. Uh, <laughs> my first real kick into wrestling was with uh, Outlaw Don Bass at SPWA, um, and he was very he's very old school. I'm sure you you could probably assume that. Did you ever meet Don? Dan? I, I oh I've met Don plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> um, I'm really like lately. I'm trying to subscribe to the philosophy of, of uh, if I can't say something nice, don't say things. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think I think all that could be said about Don Bass was said uh, in our interview with Downtown Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> See, I still need to listen to the Bruno interview. I you you Bruno do it. So you much. you would like Bruno's opinion on Don Bass. <laughs> I'm sure I would. The, the worst thing about it too is that for Bruno, who's, like, done it all and been everywhere, and Dan, if, if it turns out you're just blowing smoke, man, I'm going to, like, cry literally tonight. When I go to sleep, I'm going to, like, roll over and cry, just cuddling my dog for years. Because Bruno apparently has such a high opinion of me, and, again, no clue why. Like, I'm just a, a funny-looking bald dude with a beard. Like, I, I, I'm just a gay guy. Mm-hmm. And I, but Bruno is the coolest guy ever, man. Yeah. Like, he's literally the coolest guy ever. And, and see, that's – People, Bruno loves uh, genuine people, 
you know, and that's why, you know, he kind of like, you know, buddied up to you, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he let me and me and you are genuine people. I mean, like I'm, I'm not calling Bruno constantly trying to get free WWE tickets, you know, he called, he calls me and asks me, he calls me and asks me how my kids are on a, like a weekly basis. So, you know, it's kind of cool. Uh, but to be friends with somebody cool, like that, you know, what's really funny is like remembering like my grandfather cussing at him at the on the at the for the TV. <laughs> Dude, remember? I remember cheering whenever he got his ass kicked yeah. at the Mid South Coliseum. <laughs> I mean, I was I was there with my dad, and I couldn't stand the guy. But after meeting him, it was like he seems like the greatest dude in the he world. Is. He's the greatest <laughs> guy <laughs> ever. And, he, and just to sit and talk with him and have conversations is just awesome, you know. Because he'll he'll bring up wrestling stories just out of the blue, just talking to you and everything. So, but yeah. If you haven't uh if you haven't listened to the episode with uh us and Bruno, you definitely gotta do that. So And yeah, you can do I, that. I'm gonna and, have to oh, go tell tell all of the listeners, you know, I'm gonna be literally like once I hang up the phone, I'm going to be downloading the episode with <laughs> Bruno and I'm gonna be listening to it just because like it's two hours long, so, uh, you know, set aside some time. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to carve out a block of, hey, you know, actually tomorrow's going to be a terrible day at work at the old shooter, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to, like, bring all the earphones in. There you go. Yeah. Get them to listen at work, yeah, that'll be great. And for those listening at home, you can do that at oversellpodcast.com and click the Amazon link and spend lots of money with Amazon so yeah. we can get a kickback. There you go. Sorry, I had to throw out a plug. Yes. Um, no, I was getting fast. Morning, man. I love it. <laughs> so, how'd you get started with SPW? SPW. Um, well, I was going to say, you know, from training with Don, you know, at that point, and you know, there is something I can say positively about Don. I, I learned a lot. You know, one one compliment I've always gotten is that my bumping and like rolling and selling is extremely natural. And you know, I don't know that for a fact. You know, I've I've never watched a match of mine in, you know, in person because mm-hmm. I am me. So uh, anyway, uh, like I've always heard that though. And Don was just another, you know, another kicker to that. Like I definitely learned how to roll and the basics and stuff correctly. And uh, I've always been of the mindset, you know, if I, if I can learn how to do it, then I can tell the stories. You know, the story of a match has always been something I've really, really loved and, you know, what, what does this mean? Like, what does that expression mean? What is this move saying? And uh, anyway, uh, guys that really progressed me along are like Izzy Rotten, who has a terrible reputation, but is, I think, one of the generally most misunderstood people in wrestling. I think he really, I mean, he'll, he'll be the first to tell you he's messed up a lot and he, he deserves his bad reputation, but he has a good heart at the, at the heart of him. I just think he has a bad way of expressing things and getting his point across. Uh, another guy, Sean Reed, who's fabulous in the ring and uh, um, I had a very I had a very short run in with Izzy I've I've known Sean for a long time though uh, actually pretty much my entire uh, stint in wrestling and uh, Sean Sean is a great guy great great guy to be around in the locker room great guy to learn from he really is and I feel like especially uh, I don't want to be a heat magnet here but like he he gets a bad rep because of personal things happened and people can't put that aside yeah it's in the ring around here he's 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 top-notch a1 and he really pushed me to be better like every single week i could go to his house and watch matches and he would say this is wrong this is right this is amazing do this every match and you will get over you know this is so good this is bad and then uh once you know a couple of you know a couple of xpw shows had rolled by and um 
I, I met Dan, and uh, and I'll give Mo credit as well. Dan and Mo both were guys who had such good pedigree in the business, and both literally, it seemed like they were like oozing passion for the yeah. business. <laughs> and you know, you might be early. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Dan, but the first time I met Dan, <clears throat> he looked like maybe like a hardened serial killer, <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, okay, I. I really like to be lighthearted. I really like to be friendly. But I was like, I'm going to have to show this guy. Like, I, I respect him immensely because obviously he knows so much. I've heard stories, you know, the weeks prior, you know, Dan Matthews is coming. Most Eagles coming. These are guys that have done, you know, TV and they know stuff and, you know, listen to them, ask them. And I was like, okay, for sure. <laughs> and then I saw Dan and his just grizzled impression. And uh, and I was like, okay. I walked up and I remember I said, hello, sir, under. And he was like, Dan, hello. And I was like, yeah. and I kind of walked away. And then, I don't know, Dan. Dan really helped a lot. The point of what I'm saying is <laughs> that I respected Dan. And I respected Dan. And so I, I went to some of his training that he did before FPW shows and, like, wanted to throw up quite a lot. Because, um, <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe my figure without really putting myself down. Yeah. <laughs> um, imagine... Mm -hmm. um, Dan, why don't you do this one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and like, I, I, he 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 is portly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, he's portly, okay. but he's tall. He's, like, he's tall and portly. Like <laughs> You've heard this phrase like barrel chested. Yeah, I think I'm like barrel person. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just kind of. I'm very. I don't know. I'm, I'm a large cat. No, anyway, there's a, there's um, those of us that have six packs and there's those of us that have kegs. You know, I'm a kegger, so, man, and I, I, I'm a yeah, kegger I'm now. Kegger. I've gained about twenty pounds since I quit wrestling. So, dude, Dan, you still look great, though, man. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, you do, man. Uh, I, well, I, I will say I will put myself over just one little way. Uh, since April, in April, which was like maybe three months after I stopped wrestling locally and just decided to start focusing on you know my my traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, I weighed 350 pounds in April, and I'm down right now to 290. How, yeah. how so much? Like, I'm, I've got a question for you, and you yeah, might remember sure. this. Do you remember the night that I power slammed you and we broke the ring in Selmer? Oh, yes. Okay, we have to talk about that in much more detail. <laughs> but um, at that point, dude, I I was maybe at like 305. Maybe 305, Jesus, 305. <laughs> I power slammed a 300 pound dude. <laughs> no, and and the, and the best thing about that is. Okay, let's set this up. So this this was at SCW 23, which, see, here's another thing. Chris really needs to put these shows, like, either on YouTube or on DVD or something, because for what we had, man, we put on some great, like, really oh, yeah. shows. We put on some great anyway, matches so and everything. At this point, Dan was, like, your, Dan was your, like, domineering heel, like, smash mouth, I'm going to take you and destroy you heel champion, like, excellent heel champion. And... He has been just running through contenders and looking just absolutely demolishing. And I'm coming off a run where I was like, I'd say another really top heel and got into a spot of contention for the championship. And then uh, we were having this big show at the, at the big Civic Center, which always felt more like a bigger show than the Armory for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I'm going to go against Dan in the main for the, for the heavyweight championship. And it was the first time ever working with Dan and I genuinely felt like that was one of the best matches that I'd ever had to that point. And I still would consider it a top 20 for myself. Absolutely. Because 
I don't, I don't know. I felt like he, he pushed me and made more of me. And especially in that first match that like, cause that was my, the start of my baby face turn that has led to the, uh, powder throwing final countdown entrance thing yeah. <laughs> that you know and love today. So like, yeah. really that was the genesis of it. And it was, it was the match that, uh, Dan literally, I was on the top rope and Dan was like, all right, we're going to power and I was like, sweet. And uh, he, he starts to take off. And why don't you take it from here, man? Well, I, I took off the first time, and I was too far. I had too much of his chest on my shoulder. It was mm-hmm. it was a British Bulldog running power slam. Okay. But he was on the second rope, and yes, yes. we were we were in the top. corner. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he was on the second rope, and I cut him off. He was still sitting on the on the top rope, <clears throat> and and. Uh, I elbowed him a couple of times and everything, and I was like, all right, you know, we can set this up and right. So I kind of grabbed him first, like probably about midway down his chest and tried to come out of the corner, and I realized I was off balance. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get deeper on him. So I I took a step back, and we fell back to the corner a little bit, and Drew told me later, he goes (laughs) – I was so disappointed. I thought you weren't going to get me up. <laughs> I, I, the, the thought that went through my head was like, oh, it, it was like, imagine like I'm this, I'm like filling up with helium, like just ready to just let this balloon go and you, yeah. know, you, you don't tie it. And it's about to like zip all over the room with just pure energy. So, and yeah. then like, here comes this little annoying kid with a pin and just pops it right as you're blowing it. <laughs> <laughs> but we felt, we fell back to the corner again. We're right back where we started, right? exact spot and everything and he get he gets you know situated again and i i elbow him a couple more times to fill in you know make sure you know everything's set up right and it's just not me grabbing and power slamming him and everything this time i get real low i do a i basically do a squat underneath him and i squatted and picked him up on my shoulder and did a running power slam across the ring to the other side of the ring basically and we landed we landed pretty good in the center but when we yeah, hit man. When we hit, oh my god! Because everybody in the whole arena was like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, and the cool thing about it was too is that you know afterwards when they were taking the ring down, I remember, uh, I remember hearing like, uh, like a faint just guttural roar, and you know I, I whipped around the corner to see what was going on, and they're like pulling up this chunk of wood. And they're like, you and Dan broke the ring. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, what? We did. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, I'm not one to like complain, but you know, I did feel a little that smarted a little more than your usual power. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, the like I, I believe it was Kim and Kim, if you're listening, you're amazing. Kenneth Campbell is like a fabulous photographer, fabulous yeah. ring announcer, great guy, great friend. I love like Kim. A one plus, awesome. He's the real MVP. But, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, but <laughs> was, we we were picking up we were basically picking up pieces and it was it was particle board, but it was yeah. like it was like three quarter inch particle board though yeah. you know and we shattered it where we landed and it was insane. <laughs> I yeah, well enough forget another, that I was like another. we broke the ring. What did you do? <laughs> A power slam. <laughs> A power slam through the ring. So, you know, that's just another, what did you say, portly? That's just another testament to my portly, barrelish strength. Right. Um, <laughs> and another testament to Dan's just insane Popeye strength I can't explain. So, uh, 
But um, while, while, uh, just another brief, like another brief put over, uh, Chris, Christian Shane, uh, who, well, I guess we've already shattered Kayfabe. He yeah. pretty much owns SPW. Oh yeah. So um, so he he's the man. Mm-hmm. I think that he's one of the most underrated professional wrestlers I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, can do it all. Is so smart. Has such a passion. And it's a shame that the promotion, like the woes of promoting. It seems like it's really just taking it out of him. It has. I, and, you know, um, I don't want to – I feel like I'm being really, like, selfish and putting myself over a lot here, but I had so many great matches with Chris, and it felt like we were, like, at, at WrestleMania, like, beating each other at the 50,000 people, 20,000, 90,000 people. Yeah. And it's just me and him. At the <clears> same time, it feels like it's just me and him in that building. And. Oh, yeah. I wish so much more for Chris and wrestling, but at the same time, at the last show, I remember him introducing me to his girlfriend and to her son, and he smiled at me, one of the most genuine smiles I've ever seen on his face. So uh, I don't know if you listen to this, Chris, but I'm, I'm I'm happy that you're happy, man, and thank you again for all the help that you gave me as well. Yeah, yeah. I, it, <laughs> I had one taste of running the show uh, during my last match, and uh, I told everybody, you know, the show starts at 7, and people were still climbing in, the, you know, the locker room at 8 o'clock, and I'm pulling my hair out going, I've had to rewrite everything, you know, yeah, just because you guys wanted to get, get here an hour later, you know. <laughs> you know, so it was like, all right, you know, that was the last time I'm running the show. <laughs> yeah, really. So that what, was my was one taste of running it, and I'd had enough, so. <laughs> was that your retirement match, Dan? That was my retirement match. We the only match I've had since then was uh, that the, the night that uh, we had the SPW reunion show. That one last which, dance, the tag match, yeah, which was an amazing show. Yeah, I had, it was a great show. I, it was you had the Grand Prix tournament, that was awesome. Yeah, um, gosh, that was great. That that whole show from top to bottom, I I I, I couldn't find a bad match in it. You got, I'd love to watch it back. Um, I'd really love to watch it back. I know I just put him over, but just. Imagine like me air smacking Chris wherever he's at, dude. Make some DVDs, bro. Come on, you're gonna make a ton of money, yeah. and half of it's gonna be on me just buying copies to just sell again. <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on, what are you doing? But uh, but I, I'm in agreement with you guys. I think that it was just a fabulous show, and I, I don't know if it was uh, Dan. It might have been you who said, "I feel like at this point everyone's just kind of like, oh yeah, we'll watch this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, going overtime and like busting out crazy stuff. Oh and, yeah. We were, we were the, the, the whole show was great. I mean, it really was. Yeah. It built, it, it, the next, I think that attitude is uh, the attitude of like, well, well, if you did this, then I've got to do this. Right. I think that's so good for wrestling, man. It makes everybody want to be better. It makes everybody work harder and push harder. And I'm such a fan of that. I'm and that was that. that was always the way that I was trained. It was it wasn't like, hey, you're opening match and it has to be a certain way or whatever, you know. It was yeah, always, you know, yeah. always try to one up the match that's either in front of you or behind you. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So. Absolutely. Um, I think you're absolutely right as far as that goes. Uh, I forget who. Oh, I think it was. Um, I think it was Excalibur who said that about PWG. That's the attitude that they try to instill in uh, in their guys. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, if you're not going out, did like, you? Did you? you know, and- obviously, if they're did you and a couple of guys take a take a trip up to PWG? I thought I heard y'all talking about it or I something. I wish. Oh, okay. I wish. Okay, I'm going to mark out one more time. Um, 
I love PWG so hard. Like they, they are the best promotion in the world, period. Like they have the best roster, they have the best shows, they have the best titles, best DVD packaging. Like name a thing, they've got the best of that. Right. I, well, TV, they don't have the best TV. <laughs> so because like, they don't have TV, but I mean, whatever. I'm going to get creamed for this one. I know by social media oh, or fine. anyone else. I am not a fan of the Young Bucks. There, I said it. I, I, you, you won't get creamed by me. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, okay. I know that I can say this because he's my friend. Man, I hate Mo so much. <laughs> and uh, I, I love the Young Bucks, bro. Like, they pretty much, I think that their gimmick is such a, 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 such a clever meta thing because, like, you know, I saw their matches from, like, 2008 and nine, where they were pretty much just, like, um, I, I, spot monkeys. They were essentially just spot monkeys. Like, right. okay, here's a, uh, you know, a front flip, uh, snap mare, cartwheel, kick you back, uh, back flip, uh, shooting star. And, uh, you know, two count. And I was just like, you know, okay, that's pretty and all. But since, like, 2010 or 11, I feel like they have really become something phenomenal like absolutely in i i think they're probably the best thing in wrestling if i was to go out and win a million dollars by some strange thing i'd pay off my student loan buy a nice house you know make sure my folks are set up brothers are set up uh you know do some do some nice charitable things but then i'd probably start wrestling for us the first thing i do is get the young bucks they're they're amazing they sell yeah, merch. Now, they put people in the seats they're awesome i'll say i'll say <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll say this. As much as I don't like them, the object mm-hmm. of professional wrestling is to get people talking about you. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. I, I, as and long as everybody that, in professional as long wrestling as it is talking about them. The, one, the biggest problem I have that I've had with the Young Bucks, and I guess it's here lately, is when they did that stuff with a kid. I did not. Oh, okay, okay. I can, I can understand that. Um, I, I can understand that completely. I feel like that was... That was something that if if you were to say, and I mean, I guess you are saying, and correct me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, you're saying that you, you intensely dislike that, you feel like that deteriorates or is a detriment on wrestling. Yeah, yeah, because there's, okay. um, there's also a company That's in crazy. Georgia that was actually having, they would have matches with nothing but kids, and that absolutely mm-hmm. disgusted me that. as well. It, it is. It's disgusting. I, um, I feel like that might have been questionable, but... Again, you know, I'm I'm not the young bucks. I I can't tell them how to live their lives and do their thing. Right. Um, would, would I ever? Okay, okay. Like, would I ever a backdrop driver or package top driver an eight year old? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it makes me look like a boob as much as it does the kid and the promotion. But I mean, like now the bucks, them doing it, it almost is. It's it's their gimmick. I think. I think that their gimmick is essentially a middle finger to professional wrestling and to its norms and to its, its uh, expectations. It's like, yeah. okay, well I'm supposed to do this. Well, my character says I'm not supposed to do that. That's, that is genius. It's, and um, another thing I'm really big stressing on, I feel like I'm talking way too much is, is oh, that wow. wrestling is no, that's why we had you on the show. Right? Wrestling <laughs> is, hey, <laughs> well, what am I talking about? There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, wrestling is so subjective. And I think that wrestling is art. I really do. And I mean, my my job outside of wrestling is I'm an artist. I'm I'm an artist. I design. Wrestling is so artistic. And if, if what they want to do is they want to throw paint at the canvas, Jackson Pollock made a 
ton of money doing that. Yep. Still does. Um, the Bucks are great, but I mean, uh, on the same note with children, have you ever seen? Uh, and this is another guy that I would sing the praises of for uh, Infinity is Kenny Omega. He his clip in Japan for DDT, which is another fabulous promotion, uh, where he wrestles the nine year old girl Haruka, who was professionally trained, and literally she decided her parents loved her wrestling the promotion loved her wrestling she just said she wanted to go finish college before she kept wrestling mm-hmm. so i mean she's still in college but peruka the nine-year-old girl and kenny omega had probably a five-minute match that literally entertained me more than wwe has in years wow <laughs> and i'm gonna look that up <laughs> I, I would, uh, no no absolutely i'll see if i can find the link and i'll send it to you guys here soon but Heck yeah uh, it is it's it's amazing. Like she's doing like dives off the top to the floor and like head scissors and like she's got fighting spirit against Kenny Omega and he like he's setting her up for like all these big spots and the people are just no Kenny Omega you're terrible don't you hurt that little guy <laughs> and he comes up like a head scissor and they're just you know losing their minds and they're like this is amazing Haruka's gonna beat Kenny Omega and uh, you know it's <laughs> man if you're if you're watching wrestling other than to be entertained or to learn I guess if you're a wrestler watching it to learn. But if you're if you're not you're watching it to be entertained. If you're not, then, I mean, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing? Right, right. And well, that's that's entertaining and it's fabulous. But I, I will agree with you. The thing with the kids, because I remember the next day I saw it and I was just like, ah, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me. Let, we're I, talking again, about... I don't really. Throw, I don't throw a good super kick, so maybe that's another reason I wouldn't know. There you go. <laughs> hey, you still you, to me, you throw a badass spinning heel kick. Just so you know. Thanks. That's really sweet. Um, that match, the match that you saw, and um, I have to say, I, I was with a great guy, Jeremiah Plunkett. He's 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 great. You know, he wrestled in uh in Australia against uh, their NBA Australian heavyweight champion Chris Target. Oh yeah. And they had some great matches. He's wrestled uh, Satoshi Kojima, the NWA heavyweight champion and a legend of New Japan. Uh, so so anyway, he can actually wrestle guys that are really good. So, I mean, for me to even have the opportunity to be in there, it was just great. And uh, I had a great time with him. Had a great time. And we were, t- and you, you mentioned something here a few minutes ago. We, um, we were talking about this. This was basically the basis of our show today. Um, yeah. What can the WWE do to fix their products right now? Because their ratings are kind of in the crapper. And- yeah, I saw that. Isn't it like the lowest it's been in years? The, yep. This most recent Raw? See, I'm not contributing. I feel terrible because, like, I could, I could at least like have now because Monday is my late night at work, at my my job. I could at least have my girlfriend, uh, you know, hey, we could at least just flip it over to USA if you're not going to be in there. Like, give them a rating, please. Like, I feel like I could contribute in some way, but you know, I didn't watch it, so I can't, I can't discuss the show with you, but I can discuss the product. And I think, um, I think, well, actually, before I say this, what are your guys' opinions? What do you think could be done? Uh, my opinions, the main thing for me was commentary. Cutting down from three okay. hours. Going down from a, to a two-hour show on Monday nights. Okay. Um, you know, not having Kane in your main event these days. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love Kane. I, I do, but it, we've missed Kane like. And I do. Man wrestles in flax, bro. <laughs> That's amazing. As, mu- as much as I, so as hard. much as we've hated on Kane this episode, you know, I do have to point out that Downtown Bruno was instrumental in him getting a job in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, which is it? Do you love Bruno or do you hate Kane? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Bruno. And Kane, bro, I like politics enough. I like to read. 
I don't have much hair. I'm <laughs> tall. I'm kind of portly. Let's be bros. <laughs> Let's be bros. Hit me up, Kane. I'm yeah, on Twitter. If we ever get him on the show, we'll be sure to throw your name at him there. Well, yeah. Please, man. Have me, have me in as like a, a surprise guest caller. Just be like, so uh, we got this guy who just said you're a cool bro. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, no, that, that's great. But um, to, to bounce back, I, I think you guys are kind of on the money. Um, that seems to be the popular opinion, you know. Um, two hours, I think that would be great because, um, well, I mean, let's look, at the, let's look at the competition. In my opinion, and they're, they're, they're out of season currently, but the best wrestling television show is Lucha Underground. Yes. Because they make, they, they make me have to watch. I, yes. I don't. I, l- I, don't I like have... that soap opera vignette, uh, you know, yeah. filter that they put over oh, all of their backstage yeah, segments yeah. and stuff like that. I love that. Well, see, that's and that's another thing I said about that's wrong with the WWE is those stupid backstage vignettes where they act like a camera's not there. Yeah, you know, you go back and watch yeah. an old USWA show or anything like that. You know, all the interviews were done right in front of uh, Lance Russell. He was right there. They mm-hmm. talked sure. both talked into the camera. And I'd like to see going back to promos like that too. Yeah. yeah. Even I mean, you could use a more modern. Uh, like I remember, like two thousand two and three Raw. You have just a television that says Raw, a red backdrop, and Terry Reynolds with a microphone. I mean, that's the same thing. It's just in a different setting. Does Terry Reynolds have a cooking a show? Idea, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like if you're um, and and yeah, I mean Terry is definitely no Lance Russell. Sorry, Terry, if you're listening to this show. No, no, no. Did uh, you did you hear what I said? <laughs> No, what'd you say? I said, does Terry Runnels have a cooking show? <laughs> no. Dude, I don't know what she's up to, man. I'd be watching uh, that. Gosh, I'm sorry. I hope, she's doing well, <laughs> I hope she's doing well, though. Gosh, that's terrible. I mean, uh, You guys got your Emma cooking show. Why can't I have my Terry Runnels cooking show? Oh, man. I'd watch it. Again, like, I mean, again, I'm going to have to download the Bruno episode. And I've got to go watch the uh, the Emma cooking show, and I've got I really need to watch the uh, the video game show too. But that's that's beside the point. Um, I think <laughs> that uh, if WWE wanted to take their backstage segments and their uh, you know their out of the ring stuff and and put more of a you know this is kind of a taboo word, but put more of a scripted feel to it. You know what happens in the arena is in the arena. What happens backstage is something that like. Is script? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You know, maybe. I don't know, man. I think that there's there's a million different options. Well, but it, I mean, they're gonna continue doing what brought them to the dance, and that's what they do every Monday. They you know, think that is what works. I would be fine if like backstage stuff didn't even happen that often. If everything happened sure. in front of the curtain. Well, I think I think the main drive in the force that would make them change whatever's you know wrong would have to be competition. And yeah, there is that's none. number one. Sure, there number is one. Number sure, one. sure. If there ever, if there um, ever is another Ted Turner that walks in and goes, "I'm gonna get in the wrestling business," <laughs> you know, WWE <laughs> will be in trouble. You know, and it's, well, it's um, they've got they've right. got a monopoly going. They really do. But I think so. There's only one real show that's watchable, and that's NXT. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ring I, of I Honor. Like I like what they've done. I think NXT is very good. Yeah, Japan. NJ. I think you're right. I I really do. Uh, um, I, I I will say, and again, you know, I'm trying to be positive, trying to live a much more positive right, right, right life. But um, commentary, man, I hate it. I feel so. 
what's I'm trying labored. Labored is such a good word for it because I feel like they just don't care. I feel like in their minds, it's like, huh, nobody will ever hear this. That, Let's that, just have a good time, am I right? That was exactly what our conversation was before you got on the phone with us. That was exactly what our conversation was because we were hey, like, it's hey. always, you know, nobody's talking about the match. You yes, know, JBL and Cole are on the end there passing forth, uh, passing back and forth with inside jokes and crap. You know, yeah, and it, see, it's almost I, like being in a frat house and watching TV, but you're on the yes, couch alone. Gosh, <laughs> that's, that's a perfect way to look at it. It's a frat house. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that because obviously, you know, uh, like, okay, who, who are you guys' favorite commentary teams? There's another question. Who, who are you guys' favorite commentaries? Dave Brown and Lance Russell. D- yeah. Uh, okay. Nobody, nobody beats uh, Lawler and uh, Jr. on the mic. Nobody, nobody really okay. beats that. You know, I listened. To, I listened to that on Raw Monday uh, for too long yeah. for it not to happen anymore. You know, let's and, um, let's use those two as examples then. Like, say that there 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 are jokes between them. It's not like they're just like snapmare posing logic reason. Like they're not doing that. You know, they're going to put some oomph and some. Sizzle with the steak, but yeah, and you know, you always like, laughed when you heard. Like, we always laughed when you heard Jr. say something about barbecue sauce or you know anything like right. that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, but you got the joke. You didn't like. You didn't yes. have to like think about what Cole and JBL are saying and trying to get the joke yeah. that they're trying to get and over. Lawler had the quickest wit too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, like when oh, the sure, ECW sure. guys came out, it's like. I liked it more when they were on the Lucky Charms box there, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. I, I do like that one, and that's fine. Um, I mean, even even shows like uh, PWG, Chikara, they have commentators who you can tell are friends outside of the business and outside of the you know the aura of character, but they're going to call the action. If one of them says, like, you know, let's just say somebody messes up in the ring, and they say, Oh, well, that'll be on Botchamania. And then you, you know, yeah. Jesus. And they do like little Botchamania bits, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> that's understandable. But then the very next thing they say is going to be like, you know, and there's Ophidian with the, uh, you know, the snake whip or something, whatever you're doing, you know, they go back to the action. And I'm not saying I want somebody to come and be, you know, just straight professional because, I mean, in, in our conversation, I'm, you know, you can tell I'm, I like a little flavor. So yeah, I mean, yeah. let's just let's just be realistic though. I don't want them to 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 gabble on and on about nonsense whenever you know they they have a product that could be so much more than it is. And I think we should acknowledge that. I, I think I Mike Tanay um, spoiled us. <laughs> <laughs> spoiled. Mike Tanay spoiled us by watching every match and calling every move. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're we're spoiled now. Um, I will say though, in defense, and this is well, I don't guess it's defense, it's just a random note about the commentary team, is I, I love doing a JBL impression. I actually I really just love doing wrestling impressions in general. Yeah. But my JBL one I'm a big fan of. Yeah. I'm a real big fan of <laughs> All right, hit us with it. Michael. <laughs> I love it, Michael. We're going to see a real one tonight, boys. It's going to be great. Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, real, the real key is that, like, no syllable sounds like what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in that. Oh, man, that's great. That's the, great. I also, oh, I feel like I do a really good Reno Diamond, too. Oh, Reno. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've I've told Reno, and 
I feel bad because like I don't I don't know if Reno likes me anymore for like friends anymore. But <laughs> I saw him at the SVP reunion show, and I was really happy to see him. You know, I was happy to see everybody. I was really happy to see him though, just because in the time since anybody I meet that knows him, I have to do my impression. I'll have to do it now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Reno, of course. If you're if you're listening, Reno, you're the man, and I love you. <laughs> and I hope we're still friends. <laughs> and if we're and if we're not friends, then sorry. Uh, okay. So. All right. Let me just tell you guys something right now. If I was Reno Diamond, I would talk like this. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Michael well, Ward comes out and talks well, for him. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you something, baby. We can have a whole conversation and, and wrestling talk like this, baby. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. It's perfect. I tell you, I love it too, baby. This is the Oversell Podcast, and these guys are great right here we're next to me in the Oversell Podcast. All right. Dusty, JBL, y'all settle down. <laughs> well, Drew, do you have any shows man. coming up, bud? Shows? Um, Actually, as of right now, I'm kind of taking a break for the holidays. Um, Kind of just chilling. Uh the original promotion that I ever worked at, SCWA in Raymer, Tennessee, they have uh, they have a lot of guys that are really good. Um, uh, Is Don Bass all, still associated with them or not? No, he actually um, he actually has uh, sold his share of the company. The other day, I was at a uh, I was actually at a uh, a visitation. One of my uh, one of the guys that I trained with in wrestling, uh, Danny Daniels, he passed away this this past week, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the guys who were, you know, running SPWA and they, uh, they were selling, you know, they were telling me about how things had been going in business and stuff. And did he, did and, Dan, uh, now I did, I did see a lot of that, uh, on Facebook where he had passed away. Did he have a wrestling mm-hmm. nickname at all? Because I want to say I knew him, but I, I, I did, did he, did he what? I'm sorry. Did he have a wrestling nickname at all? That no, he, he was, he was, uh, he, he was bad company. Danny Daniels was okay. his, was his work name. Okay. And, uh, uh, he, he, he did some gimmicks of, you know, of course I, I wasn't at SPW. I haven't been in since 2000 something or other. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to tell about them, you know, it's not really my place, but I think that, I think it was obviously very sad because we graduated high school together. So, I mean, he's just 24, 25 years old. That's, wow. It's, it's very sad, but I saw the guys and they said that Don was no longer associated with the show, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, Dan, Dan is a big fan of, uh, of Corey, I know Corey, Corey Daniels. Yeah, and Corey wrestles for um, Corey wrestles for SPWA. Uh, Sandoval, who I may or may not be blood relatives with, you know, stay <laughs> uh, uh, He he's he's awesome, and uh, I love him. I wish I wish I wish uh, Kyle, which is not Sandoval's name, right? But um, not at all. You know, if he was to have a name, <laughs> English, Kyle is what I would call him. Um, yeah. If if I wish he would just have a little more, just a little more want to, and you know I'm really happy because he texted me today and said I'm going to work for SPWA Saturday. I think I'm going to wrestle Corey, and I was like, I might have to come watch. You know, yeah, like that, yeah. that's probably going to be a really good match. Yeah. And um, they have you know uh, Chris Styles and Josh Matthews. Josh, uh, who I love and who should have been huge years ago. Uh, he's going to be there. I think he wrestles there a lot. Yeah. And I know I'm forgetting guys. Austin Carrier, who is hysterical. Like he, 
I think he's working on a new gimmick where he's essentially going to be Chris Farley. I think we. I think he's been planning it for a while. Isn't that going to be amazing? Oh, man? God, I, that's going to be awesome. Is he the guy that won the West Tennessee championship? No, he's not. Austin was the champion, and okay, okay, he gotcha, lost it in that gotcha, match. Okay, yeah. okay gotcha. Yeah. I think he lost it to Jared Ethan, but that that's <laughs> him doing Chris Farley is going to be awesome. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, Kenneth and he have been doing, and see now, if this is not related to wrestling, I'm going to have to like smack them both in the face or make me sound like an idiot in front of your listeners. But like, if I think they're like recording vignettes of like him jumping up and smashing a Coke can and then like flexing his muscles, like he's done something amazing. Oh yeah. Like, if, if that's going to be for a show, then like I, Yes. Yeah. T-shirts yeah. Now pictures <laughs> now. Get me. Get me all of it. That would be great. Because um, Austin. Because Austin's gonna make it to the dance if that's the case. Um, <laughs> that's I, gonna I'm be great. Think of who else we can put over? Because I don't want to just talk about me. Like. Well, I, uh, well, actually, we need to wrap up. We're we're kind of uh, oh, overtime. Already? <laughs> it sounds like we've just been talking for a minute. That's yeah. terrible. Hey, well, no, we, uh, we've Dude, been going is, for a while. We're, this has been a, a very fun interview. Yeah, yeah. Man. This is awesome. We we want to save some to have you on the show later. Yeah, man. Know? Yeah. <clears throat> we uh, um, you don't you don't I'm get to be Thursday, on just one show, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm free next Thursday, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll 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 uh, see what we have open. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Where can folks cool, find cool. you on social media? Um. Okay. Uh, I have a page on Facebook you can like. It's uh, Andrew Palmer. Uh, just look that up. And I perform under other various guises as uh, the Nacho Butcher. I've been on internet pay per view and. <laughs> Uh, you know, seen across the world as the Nacho Butch. I hear chuckling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That, that right there is exactly why I like That's... playing again. Thank you. Now, what was the – uh, tell, tell him – wait, 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 Derek, Derek, hold on and take a breath. Tell him your chef name, the chef uh, gimmick that you did. Oh, bro, okay. Uh, the kosher chef, Andrew Goldstein. Yeah. Man, okay. So pretty much pretty, – and Dan, Dan can uh, vouch for this. My first show that I ever, like, I think it was, like, ended up being, like, a 700-person crowd. Yeah. I mean, it was huge, huge, huge thing for me. The guy, I was, I was, I haven't mentioned Jeremy Flint. The guy who got me the show was Jeremy Flint, who is literally astounding. He, oh, yeah. I, I, I think he's, like, my wrestling dad. Like, he, you know, you have brothers in wrestling, but there's always a guy who's older than you who, like, just genuinely wants what's best for you. And Jeremy is, I think, that guy for me, you know. And obviously, Dan, I love you, Dan. Dan is, Dan is like a wrestling uncle. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> not man, not the weird uncle. Dan would be like the fun <laughs> uncle who gets you like. Dan would be like the fun uncle who gets you like wrestling figures for Christmas. It's not the weird uncle that tries to like, hey, what's going on with you? You growing your mustache yet? Cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but anyway, um, Jeremy is fabulous. He got me the show, but uh, Kevin Brannon who uh, promotes IWA Deep South and LXW, two of the shows that I, I really like working for, and I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff for. Um, he was like, well, I like this kid. You know, he can work, he can bump, does some cool spots, but I just, I, you know, I, I, I think he needs to have a gimmick, Jeremy. So yeah. he, was like, well, he, look, he looks like he's Jewish. He's a Jewish. And Jeremy was like, well, no, you know, he's, you know, he's a Christian cat, not, not Jewish. <laughs> oh, well, so uh, pretty much they were like, well, I want to do a chef character, but he looks like a Jewish chef. Bam, good, do it, sign it up. So Jeremy was like, hey, I got you this match. You know, you're going to wrestle against me. 
Uh, it's going to be a big crowd. going to be a good show. Lots of cool guys. Uh, but um, you need to buy a chef costume. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I I have this whole different accent I talk in, and it's just amazing, guys. Uh, it's, it's weird. I know, we were we were even talking about this gimmick about how he should how how he should like roll out with a roll out grill and start like grilling stuff oh, on yes. ringside. Oh, I mean, did like he stops in the middle of the match because he's got to flip the shit over. Oh, I know, I know, I know. There's so, there's so many. Like we we've come up with gimmick after gimmick after gimmick for this. Like you know, and and Kevin. Kevin, who is like, he does death matches and stuff, and you know, I would never, I, I, I know, absolutely not. But he, uh, he's been like, boy, I wish you'd do death matches. We could do like grill match and fish like, kebab match. He's like, it would be literally perfect. And I was like, okay, yeah, you should have given the chef gimmick to somebody else, buddy. But any, so yeah. anyway, you know, time progresses, and eventually Kevin turns me into Nacho Butcher, and through Nacho Butcher, I got to work with, uh, at a show in July, I got to wrestle with uh, Man Scout Jake Manning, who uh, is insanely awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he and his partner Seth uh, Seth Bowman, <laughs> they are the guys that run High Spots. And uh, so I've got the, all the bros at High Spots are my other homies, Seth and go. Jake. And, uh, they're awesome. And on that same show, I actually got to wrestle Cliff Constant, who was uh, Domino in WWE. Heck yeah! And, oh, uh, oh wow. wow! Wow! Yeah, he he was really really cool, and uh, he loved. He loved. We had just a stupid match together. It, the ring was all wet and there was glitter everywhere. Uh, you can buy it on DVD at highspots.com. But um, it was <laughs> it was incredible. And um, after the match, I said, you know, Cliff, please, sir, is there anything that I can work on to be better? And he said, this character of yours, whatever it is. And he kind of looked me up and down with this like weird sneer on his face. He was like. It's working for you. <laughs> All right. Cool. So I shook his hand, like walked away. Nice. So, you know, hey, hey, wrestling wrestling has provided me so many opportunities, man. God is so good to us and he hooks us up, bro. Yeah, seriously. He really does. It 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 really it, it it really is amazing, like the doors that have opened for me in the last seven years on different things and different projects and being able to do other things through wrestling yeah. and stuff, so but uh, we need to Absolutely. we need to cut off the interview. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, uh, we're gonna go another hour. <laughs> no, really? Um, okay. Uh, social media, but I have a Facebook page, Andrew Palmer. I'll usually post about like if I decide I'm getting new T-shirts or wherever I'm gonna wrestle, I'll post it on there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Twitter at Drew is okay because I'm okay. Um, yeah. And then I, <laughs> I'm trying to get more into Instagram, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My Instagram handle is uh, at Remember This Drew. I had to get something memorable so I wouldn't forget it. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That um, is awesome. <laughs> thanks. Well, um, we we've enjoyed having you on, man. It's it's yeah, always awesome here? to talk to you and everything, and just reminisce about <laughs> all the fun we've had in the ring and everything. Uh, it's just, been great, hasn't it? Oh yeah, but uh, we're. Uh, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here, and uh, we're gonna wrap wrap up the show here shortly too. So. Yes, <laughs> Drew, we we do thank you for coming on, man. It, it's been a lot of fun, and we're gonna have you back on soon. Beautiful. Hey, thank you guys so much, and guys, keep listening to the Oversell Podcast. This is 
this is three dudes who are who are really smart and who are just trying to do something that they love. And, oh yeah, you know, support them. Come on, give them a give them a give them a download. <laughs> give and us a chance. It helps the algorithm, kids. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And visit Am- oversellpodcast.com and buy lots of expensive stuff from Amazon through oversellpodcast.com. Yeah. All right, Drew. Yeah. Man, we do appreciate it. All right, thank you guys right, so thank, much. Thank, I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Man. Thanks, Drew. Bye. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Hope you enjoyed our interview with SPW's Andrew Palmer. That was a really fun interview. Yeah, yeah guy he's is awesome. Extremely <laughs> nice guy, guy, funny guy, very down to earth. And yeah, we'll have to get him back on uh, some other time, guys. I put a uh, question on our Twitter account. You can follow us at Oversell Podcast. I'm at Shropnuts. S C H R O P N U T S. I am at one dangerous Dan at Wolf Mike twenty three, and I asked if you could be on a tag team with any wrestler, dead or alive, past or present. Who would you pick? Uh, first one I got was from my buddy Shaggy Black, who was one of the guys on the three handled moss covered wrestling podcast TTHMC. Love that name <laughs> on Twitter, uh, and his his was Owen Hart, which. That's yeah. a damn good pick, man. Yeah. Owen Hart, especially like if you think about the tag teams he was on. Yeah. He was a certain dynamic of a tag team. I think you know? he won the tag titles like two or three yeah. times. Yeah. 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 And, and if he was with Knightville, he was the technical f- flying speed guy. Mm-hmm. If he was with Brett, he, you know, he, he certain his style worked with about everybody. Uh, let's see. Next one I see is from the Kayfabe Connection, my buddy yeah. Fred. Uh, he said, "Great question. That is a tough one. He would pick Rowdy Roddy Piper. Man, the Rowdy yeah, one, a one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he went on. Uh, let's see. I am out. I am as outspoken as he was, and traveling with someone as unpredictable as him would be an insanely good time. I met him on more than one occasion. He will be missed. Rest in peace. You can follow Fred at K, the letter K Fabe Connection. Uh, really good podcast too. Talks a lot about NJ, PW, um, PWG, all those guys." Uh, Mike, who we got next? Uh, we'll go with Papa Joe. He chose Brock. Ah, that's a bum pick. <laughs> uh, Brock. You don't want Brock as your tag team partner. You'll never have to tag in. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I th- <laughs> in, in knowing Papa Joe, that's exactly the the thought that, process yeah. he has. It's like I don't have to get in the ring. I don't have to like, get in the ring. Yeah, I can, I'll carry you know, around actually, both titles actually, for Brock. Actually, booking wise, I'll start the match. Yeah. Tag Brock. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that, and like every time he gets in, like you know, I could see like. Brock getting uh, putting the guy down, and Joseph wanting to get tagged in, and the guy quickly reverses him and hits Joe, <laughs> and he goes back and tags Brock, and he has the look on his face like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, okay, I, I guess when you book it like that, yeah, that, that works for me. I see him jumping off of Brock's shoulders. <laughs> I see him, I, for some reason, I could see Joseph doing a hellacious tornado DDT. I don't know why. We need a video of that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got next, Mike? Oh, uh, we got producer George. George. Marty Janetti. Okay. Oh, I would only <laughs> Why? the only reason I would tag with Marty Janetti is so I could throw him through a barbershop window. Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> why does George want him to t- why why did he- <laughs> Because his tag partners seem to have quite a bit of single success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. awesome. That is so great. Uh, we also had some folks reach out to us on Facebook on our Facebook page. You can go to Facebook.com slash oversell podcast. Give us a like. And uh, just chat with us on there. Michael, I'll let you get us started. All right. Th- this was my favorite one from Tommy. We all know Tommy. Yes. Thomas oh, yeah. Johnson. Yeah. 
He wants to team with X Pac and every match turn on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That you know, I can see that gimmick working and like X Pac always is like all right, man. I accept your apology. Yeah, I know. I know things happen, man. Then, yeah. then, then boom, a super kick. Like, because Tommy would be a super kicker. I think. Yeah, I think Tommy no. would throw a hellacious super kick. <laughs> Next Cause up, because his, his thing is he's X Pac. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he did. Because <laughs> he's X Pac. <laughs> all right. Uh, he also said in a later post he would team with Billy Gunn and be a way better tag team partner than the Road Dog. And <laughs> <laughs> at the time he called it the Worm Finisher. Yeah, yeah. But then he went and corrected himself. Correction. Did the, the shake, shake rattle, rattle and roll and shaky knee drop. The shaky yep. knee drop. Yep. <laughs> Next. Love it. We had uh, Josh McClain oh. said he would manage CM Punk and Eddie Guerrero Man, and they would be dude. the greatest tag team ever. That, Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. The matches they would get from those two guys. Yeah. Would be stupendous, and then halfway through the match, they could just wrestle each I other. Think just McClain as just a as a freaking manager would be hilarious. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's done some heel managing. I'd, if I could see Josh just getting under, and and I love him to death, and and I mean this in the best way possible. I could just see Josh yelling and getting oh, under yeah. people's skin. Hell yeah! And he seems like he'd be a natural at it. But, oh yeah! And then him with CM Punk and Eddie Guerrero as a tag team, mm-hmm. they would rule the WWE. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my friend Mo. Responded. Uh oh. Three way tie between Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Shawn Michaels. Hmm. Okay. Well, we knew the Shawn Michaels thing. He would say that the other. I thought all three of them a great pick, but if it were me booking, yeah, Mo would have to be with Shawn Michaels. Now, yeah. is this pre Michaels turning on him, or do you think it'd be in his later years, or which which version do you think Mo would take? Um, I I don't know. Sensational probably the Sherry. later the Sensational Sherry years. years? Probably okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would Mo go through the glass window? Several times. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mo. Hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our friend Drew, he said Kevin Nash, and prior to that he said you'll find out why tonight. And yeah. we, he talked a little bit about right. Kevin Nash. And then, see, it looks like uh, Greg Anthony. Yep. The golden said, boy. Yeah. Said 10 years ago he would have said Bobby Eaton. Then in 2009, he and Eaton formed Midnight Gold and tagged for two years. And mm-hmm. now he still says Bobby Eaton. He still says Bobby Eaton. <laughs> hey. Hey, I got no problem with that whatsoever. And Alan Steele um, also said, I talked to him, and he mm-hmm. said he would um, go with Bobby Eaton, too. Yeah. Uh, he also said one other. Oh, uh, and he also said either him or Arn Anderson. Heck, yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. Because he brought up when Arn Anderson was with the Brain Busters. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Lo- I'd love... Uh, I'd love just a tag with Arn Anderson. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Is that it? Uh, we had one other one, Mike Horn. He just said, "I would like to wrestle Elizabeth Banks." Mike, thanks. So like, hey, hey, who, Mike. Uh, I, well, I, okay. Who I, wouldn't? I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. She was funny and pitch perfect. I guess that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. It'd be a toss up, and it's two completely different styles. One Undertaker, just always been a fan, mm-hmm. and. That Kurt Angle. That's a the both are great yeah. picks. I uh, and I've got an odd pick, you know, because uh, I specifically remember almost idolizing these guys as a tag team, and they weren't a very, they weren't a tag team for very long because it was almost like they you know they intentionally put them as a tag team to win the tag titles and to break them up 
into a singles program. Right. But I was a fan of the tag team of Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved that tag team. And if I had to pick one of the two to be a partner of, it would be Dustin Rhodes. So... I mean, not a, not a lot of people right, ever, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, even Gold Dust to this day, because he he kind of stayed in the same move set, really. You oh know? yeah, he's got some new moves now that he does, but not you know too much change from when he re- the way he wrestled back then. So, I've, if I had to pick, you know, a partner, I'd say Gold Dust at this point. You know, okay. you know Dustin right. Rhodes, Gold hey, Dust. That's yeah. thinking outside the box. That's yeah, something, that's something different. You know, that's just me watching wrestling. Anyone who knows over me over the past twenty years. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a fan of this guy, Ava Marie. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I could pick anyone, it would be. Oh God. Yep. Yeah. I could just imagine us coming out to this song. <laughs> you would come out to his song still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here, crowd pops. Ah, there's Derek Rope Nuts and Jericho. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I can see it in your dreams now. <laughs> yes. yes uh, there's an action figure of him right up there. Hello, yep, Jericho. I, I see it. I and see it, it. if you hit a button on it, it plays his entrance music, too. It looks like he's staring at me. I can't. Dude, <laughs> his I, his hey, eyes are following me around you know, the room. When I- <laughs> <laughs> George said, "Will Jericho spell your name right, though?" Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, that's that's a good one. That's quick. Um, you know, growing up, I, uh, going back to like wrestling figures and staring at you and stuff. I, growing up, I had two posters in my room. Mm-hmm. Across from my bed was Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and then on the the one perpendicular to my bed on the wall, there was an Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. The Hulk Hogan poster freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, because it always felt like whenever I moved in the room. Hulk Hogan's eyes were following me, and it yeah. really <laughs> creeped me out. And like, but then like, I remember like to get myself to sleep, be like, "All right, don't worry, Derek, because if Hogan tries something, Warriors right there, and we'll yeah. let him go <laughs> <with his> shit." <laughs> so. Well, that's going to be it for this week, you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Be sure to head over to oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link. Buy lots of expensive stuff off Amazon. Yes, we don't. There's no extra fees, no hidden fees. You just pay for whatever you're. I mean, we get a small commission on whatever was uh, sold through our link. And also be sure you're following us on Twitter. We just gave you those accounts. Be sure to follow at Oversell Podcast. Also, head over to Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast and give us a like there. Uh, As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you this. Who is your Superstar of the Week? Dan? I'm going to say Ava Marie because I saw a post where she said, I need some me time, and she was over in Paris. <laughs> Stay your ass over in Paris, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mike? I'm going with Emma because she taught me how to cook uh, PB&J French toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. This show's over. <laughs> I can't even think of a superstar of the week now. Um, uh, crap. Uh, just give me just for just because I like him a lot. Give me Dean Ambrose. That's who's my superstar. There you, go. Of the week. You, you know you want it to be Kane. No, I don't want it to you be Kane. You know you want it to be corporate Kane. <laughs> All right, we're getting it's getting bad here, folks. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, he's got a cooking show coming out. Oh God. <laughs> Cooking. <laughs> I, I bet you Kane is a hell of a grill master. 
All right. Well, we are going to get out of here. Thank you for listening, folks. Just a reminder, this is the Oversell Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.